As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Coach Nutt here. We're all C-U-C-K-S, coaches under Christ's kingdom. And you're listening to Land Sharks After Dark. Now here are your hosts, Justin and John. Welcome to Land Sharks After Dark, your favorite podcast about the Old Miss Rebels. I'm your host, Justin Sanders, joined by my co-host, as always, John Stefanchik. John, it is Monday, October 18th, halfway through the 2021 football season. Uh, last time we talked, it was before the season started. Um, we were optimistic, and I think, I mean... It's been a chaotic season, ups and downs, but for the most part, I think that optimism has been warranted by this old Miss team so far. Evening, Justin. I, I would agree. Um, you know, we you just want to get into it and bounce around here. Of course. I mean, what what else did we do, right? I mean, or, or sorry, sorry. It's been. I mean, we do this so rarely now. You know, I can't. I can't. Yes. Step out of tradition, and I mean, I have to ask you how the weather in New Hampshire is first. Uh, peak foliage is wonderful here. Okay, I should, I should take a picture or something and send it as like a background for this whole. Yeah, that would be nice. I think people would probably appreciate. I remember that. to do that tomorrow. So, hope the fans forgive me uh, for not asking John about the weather. The fans, that's rich. Uh, We're trying but, to adopt the way we do the show, although yeah. it's been so. Yeah, exactly. I have to remind ourselves. I actually think when we talked, um back in august before the louisville game i was thinking back and i'm pretty sure i like mispronounced your name it had been so long like i hadn't thought about how to correctly say stefan chick i mean it took me like several years of doing the show to get it right anyway um uh, so you know fell back into my old ways i guess yeah we could compare the sec to the to the foliage some leaves are already on the ground dead kind sure. of like you know kind of like lsu with orgeron they're, they're just trying <laughs> clean up the mess, finish the season and move on. They want to go hibernate in the winter. Some are still there looking good, looking strong. Some have changed colors. Uh, Bama's a different color than we thought. They lost a game. Georgia's a nice, shiny, bright red. Um, they're clearly the best team, but Georgia's going to get in their own way. It's a middle. We have to assume that. History tells us they are, right? I mean, I'd say on, on Bama is – I, I think it's really that Bama is kind of who we thought they might be. The issue is that for, I think, multiple reasons, that game against Ole Miss was not the game that was going to be able to expose them, whether that's the, the, the talent on both lines for Ole Miss or the fact that, I mean, it may sound homerish, but I think the week after kind of bore this out. I mean, Saban definitely had that game circled. Um, mm -hmm. He did not want to lose to Lane Kiffin. Obviously, he and Pete Golden 
had have put quite a bit of effort into making sure the defense was amped up and ready to go against Corral and Ole Miss, and so much so that they slept walk into College Station a week later and, and just looked completely, you know, out of sorts and, and lost, um, you know, pretty completely. They, they they really were behind that entire game. So yeah. I think when we thought that Bama was beatable and their defense wasn't necessarily vintage Saban and they had a young quarterback that maybe could get rattled in a certain situation, that all seems to be the case. Now, I don't really expect they're going to lose again. Ole Miss certainly needs to hope that as they need several things to bounce their way. If they're going to find some way to sneak into some bigger back into some bigger conversation, I'm sitting here at five and one, but very banged up. Right. Yeah. And this is going to sound, this is going to sound, I'm going to contradict myself here a bit. There are seven and five roster that the quarterbacks taking bet above that. Um, This really, it reminds me of 2013. This team reminds me of 2013 Ole Miss, year two of Kiffin, year two of Freeze. You've got to rebuild. Um, year two of Freeze, they had gotten recruits, but they were they were still – they were all freshmen. Um, I guess Bo Wallace was a junior at that point. This team, probably thinner than that one. Um, yeah. But a quarterback that's going to go uh, – they've got the first quarterback in you the know, draft. I'll say one – one thing that's better one thing that's worse i think Mm. obviously um this team has a better quarterback than that team had um matt corral uh, and his junior year whatever it's hard to really gauge with him because he was so poorly coached and underutilized before kiffin was here um versus bo wallace and that was his first year his second year me emcc right that was wallace's sec 2013 would have been yep. a second year with Freeze. Um, yep. Obviously, Corral's a much better player than Bo Wallace. I will yep. say that that 2013 team and even the 2012 team, I, I've never really thought about this way, but I think Freeze did a better job getting impact guys in sooner than so far Kiffin has. I mean, you go, you look at the games, the people that have contributed that Kiffin is responsible for, on the offensive side, we're talking about Henry Parrish. That's about yep. it. That's about it. On the defensive side, you got some young guys stepping up now. Tysheem Johnson, I I think you got to give him credit for Chance Campbell, Jake Springer, Otis Reese, those transfers. But I still Mm -hmm. feel like maybe this team is going to achieve more than that 2013 team. They're definitely trending that way. I think that 2013 team certainly loses one of the two last games to Arkansas and Tennessee, those those close games where, again, having the better quarterback willed them there. Um, but I also feel like freeze maybe inherited a worse. I think you have to say he inherited a worse roster than Kiffin did given how many people that Luke recruited are contributing on this current Kiffin team. Um, so I, I really, I want to see, and this is nitpicking because I think if you're an old Miss fan, you can't complain about the job yeah. Kiffin Kiffin's done so far, but I want to see more impact from Kiffin's recruits next season. And I want to see, even more movement on the transfer market because yeah, they got some important pieces on the defensive side, but you know, where is the tight end, you know, where, where there's some obvious holes in this roster. They, that they, they had just, Yeboa last year, but it was a one year deal. And, I'm just saying like, they didn't like, they didn't go out and get somebody there where it was an obvious hole. And now you look at the yeah. second half of that Tennessee game. The reason Corral is the only one that's able to do anything is because they have no downfield threats at all that are healthy right now. And it's really yeah. becoming an issue 
And, you know, that could easily be the reason they lose this weekend against LSU. Not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying if you told me the offense wasn't able to put together enough points to beat them when the defense is what we know it is. Yeah, uh, that's not surprising after what we saw in Knoxville. So, you know, again, nitpicking, very happy, obviously, with the way we're trending under Kiffin. I'm just ready to see, interested to see what this roster looks like if he's here in a year, in two years, and it's truly his roster, right? That's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah, a lot of, you know, that's actually, it'd be interesting to really break down and go position by position on that because it, when you start thinking about it, is Kiffin not, notably differentiating himself from, from Freeze? We all think of Kiffin generates interest as a recruiter. Um, it appears, I think he's got some guys that will contribute, you know, Taiwan Malone, Hudson Wolf. Couple other guys. Um, and, and Parrish. Parrish is have, important. He's, yeah, Parrish is very important. He's going to have to go into the transfer market for a quarterback. Yeah, that's obvious at this point. But at the end of the day, he's he's coached up what he's got well. Correct. Uh, but if I think I, I I think honestly, if you talk about the jobs Kiffin might leave for, you know, LSU is on the table now. Yep. We'll see what happens there. I don't think it's a great fit. But I do see a trend of all of those jobs is they recruit themselves much better than Ole Miss recruits itself. I think if if he's going to build a roster to actually challenge for titles, it's going to be a hell of a lot harder at Ole Miss than it would be at Florida or LSU um, or Alabama, obviously, Ohio State. The the Blue Bloods really recruit themselves, and I think I he's he's put together a couple good classes, but he hasn't he hasn't had the star power there yet, right? No. Um, all right. So I think that's I think that's well stated. That's something that we kind of watch out. But that's probably an off-season topic when signing class. Sure. Signing so let's let's walk. Let's recap the season thus far at a high level, right? For Ole Miss, so they really basically blew out Louisville, Austin P, Tulane. Um, Played Louisville great. Defense showed a notable improvement, and frankly, it has throughout the year. Jake Springer um, led defense in that Louisville game, which I think is maybe going to be an important storyline as he was out yep. in between that game and Tennessee. Chance Campbell's been a notable addition. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Um, I've seen enough to where I look at the defensive staff and say, and say they get, you know, if they leave it intact another year, I, I'm okay with that. Well, and again, I think, I think it's interesting because it seems like at least what we believe from the outside looking in is that Partridge is there to recruit and Durkin is there to scheme. Um, And so again, yes, I think they've done enough to say you can leave things unchanged, assuming they don't have more games like that Arkansas game and they actually get better. And depth is a big concern, right? If they lose a few key contributors, yeah, the wheels are going to fall off as they have in many games. Um, But I think, you need to see some impact recruiting, especially on the defensive line out of the staff in the next yep. cycle, um, or else it's just not going to work. Cause the, de- the defensive line recruits so far have not contributed at all, whether that's yep. Demon Clowney or uh, Taiwan Malone, who's j- newer, but I mean, Clowney, this is his second year. Haven't noticed yeah. him at all. Does Austin keys take a step next year and really run around like a above average SEC linebacker. And I mean, yeah, also you, questions, there's been misses too. I mean, you talk about getting the most out of your talent. I think Kevin definitely does that on the offensive side. 
but like, what's the deal with, with Tarikius Tisdale, right? I mean, yep. he seems like you would find, be able to find a way to get that guy some impact situations on defense and he's just done nothing. Um, and, and the list goes on. So I think, yes, you don't blow up the defensive staff, but at the same time, I'm not ready to say it's going to work. Like I, I can't say that with certainty at this point. Yeah. Yeah. They get one next year's I mean, we're jumping. It's interesting. We're jumping to this point, but well, I mean, this year we all know this get, isn't the year, right? And they're going to lose their quarterback. So I think you have to look forward. And COVID and recruiting was really kind of, it's almost, it's year one and a half, if that makes any sense, kind of with COVID. Sure. But so, everybody, but, I mean, they, they they say that maybe the coaches that have been there longer had the advantage. They had the relationship with the kids, right? Yeah. So we'll see. But I'm just saying there were a lot of new staffs, you know, that yeah. are in the same boat as Kiffin. So right. I'm not necessarily going to yeah. give them a pass. So Louisville was definitely a sign of progress. They they took care of Austin P. Tulane. They beat Tulane. Gave Oklahoma a run. Now Oklahoma's evolved, but they were just Ole Miss beat the crap out of them. Mm-hmm. The uh, the bye week the bye week and that was time to think about Alabama. Heard them. Yep. They overhyped it. They played a terrible first half. Saban mm-hmm. uh, had them locked in. Focus was locked in and focused. He was going to beat. He was going to win that game regardless. But they play a good half there. I mean, that the, you back to that first half, and yeah, it, it, it's a blowout at the end of the day. But there were lots of turning points, right? That the first drive where they got stopped on fourth down instead of scoring a touchdown, they had several yeah, fourth they down were trying conversions. Trying to go for the game, the first drive. I wish they had sl- Wish they had eased their way into it more. I, um, I think that one might be debatable. I think the other fourth downs they didn't convert. It's almost like you can't blame Kiffin for doing that because. You're never gonna yeah. win punting against that team. Bryce Young yeah. didn't get stopped. You know they they, they uh, our defense was not stopping them. So you move past that. At least they won the second half. The scout salvaged the optics of it. Um, then you've got you Arkansas. Point, uh, honestly, against Arkansas, that they almost let them. Bama beat them twice in that game because I, yeah, I do think they're a the, touchdown better than Arkansas, and they let the them defense, hang out the whole time. The last quarter and a half against Arkansas was really, um, really that, that was painful. I mean, they they got up twenty four fourteen and couldn't couldn't stay separated. Instead, got into this crazy shootout. Um, mm-hmm. Although, but they finally had a crazy game against Arkansas. Yeah, well. They, won, they came they out. Won yeah. A couple crazy ones, but they were kind of due for one to fall their way in that whole series. Yeah. Um, then they go to Tennessee last week, and that whole with t- Tennessee was clearly going to be to me was playing well enough to where that was going to get interesting. Although if I forget his first, if Pearson catches that long ball in the first quarter, I think mm-hmm. they get before they and kind of stay there. So yeah, I mean they but, were. It was. It was like. I'd have to look at the box score, but they they had they were up like 24 9 before half, and then it ended up being yeah. 24 12. At one point, got a field goal. plus yards, 200 something. Yeah, they, they really dominated the first half of that game, but we yeah. a lot of things changed as that game went on. And like I said, the offense completely lost all steam. And without Corral running 30 times, including sacks, um, yeah. they're not in that game. And part of it was what Tennessee's defense was giving up, you know, with the zone coverage, they were leaving the quarterback draw like right there and Kiffin and Crowell are going to take that every time. But at the same time, we saw it against Arkansas too. Um, Corral will run to convert a third or fourth down when it is important to the game. That's yep. kind of, and he's a, he's an incredible runner. I mean, 
no one really expects that with his arm talent, but he is not just fast, but also his vision is very, very good. And he's very yep. good at making linebackers miss in the open field and getting to that second and third level. Um, I, I think that's been the biggest surprise of the season. I, I, we know that about him from last year, but I, he has won, I'd say the last two games with his legs. Um, and that's been impressive to watch. I would say just the way he's handled himself, the talent wise, I mean, I think he's a – it's more likely than not he ends up being a successful NFL quarterback from what I see. I think I, – I think – As long as he's got it up in the right team, the right system. Let's say he ends up with the Steelers, for well, example. I think end. right now, yes, but he could also have a career and an injury. So, it's too hard to obviously take that out of the equation. That's, all, that's every – I mean, look, the, Kyler Murray and the Cardinals are tearing the yeah. league up, but, you know, he's one hit. That, that's, that's true. The whole thing—that's just the way football's evolved. With yeah, rule scheming. It—it's a quarterback-heavy league. I mean, and, and the quarterback today, for the most part, his type of quarterback is never going to be a statue in the pocket because that's just there. That—that is nobody is anymore. Everybody not, runs. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I mean, at Ole Miss fans used to say that Dak Prescott was going to be a tight end in the NFL, right? And he's like, you know, what a top eight quarterback. I've. Yeah. Started to dust off the star of my cowboy attire. Dak is – you told me Dak would have 70 completion percentage through six games. I would never would have believed it. Oh, I've, this, I've never seen Dak play this well. I, I didn't keep a, bit, a close eye on him last season, but apparently he was playing like this before his injury last season as well. So, kudos yeah, to him. Win games. They're, um, that'll be interesting to follow. But, yeah, I mean, Corral is a Heisman hopeful – for like you know he keeps playing well he'll get invited to new york which so is here's so whether or not, we can whatever. we can move past tennessee for now yeah. obviously that game had way more than yeah. just what happened on the field um you know all of that stuff was pretty they pretty got funny. a shot to finish with a better record than i thought because auburn is more winnable than i probably would have put it yeah i think at auburn is a loss but i think I think it's probably. I would say if you can split A and M and Auburn, yep, you should finish ten and two. Which is split A and M and Auburn, and even let you trip up. You still go nine and three. I think if not to me, nine and three, five and three. That's a winning league record by two games. That's that would be successful. Um, If they find a way to win ten, I've never watched an Ole Miss team win ten games in the regular season. That would really be well, um, and I think with what we've seen, a milestone, and they've got a, it's thin. Corral's got to stay healthy. I mean, yeah, right. And Alabama, yeah. Alabama, kind of reset, tempered the expectations. Yep. That Arkansas game, and then again the Tennessee game. I think you could. You also have to go into every game saying this could go either way. LSU this yep. weekend is a great example of that. We LSU's haven't even talked about way. yet. I think, I think they're better, but. We'll see. Kiffin we'll see. Kiffin said the day that Corral is hurt, which I think is 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 him with some gamesmanship. But I think he's trolling Orgeron a little bit because first of all, he literally doesn't talk about injuries, and then he comes out on Monday after a game and says Corral's not going to play. Yeah, so that, that was a little out of character. And then he says, "It'd be what a great yeah, what a great ticket to watch to Corral. see Eli and Corral, right? Because they're, they're they're are they retiring ten this weekend? They're it's retiring a, ten this so weekend. Is JRP going to change? Is going to be there? They're retiring ten. It's all good. It's a great day for Corral to to play. 
but wait, side side note though. PBS. Yeah. Does does John Rice have to change his number now? Um. Oh, that's a good question. Or they let they let him wear it out because he started with it, and then no one could could take it uh, after him. Got to make him change it, don't they? I mean, if if not, then what does her high number even mean? So but then again, retired? the Chucky Mullins person doesn't even wear thirty eight anymore. Kedron Smith, who's horrible, by the way, doesn't even wear thirty eight. So he just has a patch that says thirty eight on it. What? Yeah, you didn't know that. He's like no. number twenty one, I think. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you don't. Maybe that's why you, I'm deep not deep surprised you don't know much about Kedron Smith because I mean, you probably remember. I, yeah, I could have been here all night trying to guess more than Chucky you, Mullins. You uh you watched the Arkansas game, right? Yes. You remember in the first half where instead of trying to stop the running back on the four yard line, oh, our, you threw our, him in the he zone? threw him into the end zone. Yeah, that was Keedron oh, Smith. Oh. So that might have been the only play that you noticed uh, Keedron uh, on this that, so far this season. It's been pretty rough. Never, never quit scoring. That's yeah. What he was like, "This is how I support my hurry up, no huddle quarterback. Let me just throw this guy in the end zone." I mean, it is uh, true that game was so ridiculous. Like in the fourth quarter, with a minute left, I was saying. Yeah please let them score please let them score and they did and of course sanders caught the touchdown pass the next play you know to eight seconds later yep. so this is ridiculous but my my point in all of that is even if corral does play this weekend if we don't get other people healthy especially pass catchers and you mentioned pearson i think i think pearson it. sanders has got to go saturday yeah, I don't know. I don't have faith in that. He's always oh, hurt. But I, don't, I, I, I think Pearson will have a big weekend. Do you notice in the Tennessee game when he had that huge drop late in the game and Kiffin ran yeah. over to him and, and picked him up and said, because he, he knows, like, they don't have that many options. He needs to get his confidence up. I think he'll have a big game at home. But my point is, yeah. even with Corral healthy, they can lose this LSU team. They can lose to any team on their schedule um, because – their defense is so out of sorts, but hopefully with Springer back, he can stay healthy. They can get people on the defensive line to stay in the game or get some depth or something, but it's just, this team is corral and he's doing everything he can, but it's at some point, I think he's going to come up short in one of these games. It's winnable. Yep. It's corral and friends, but it's, it's corral. Um, yeah. How many other pros are even on the roster right now? And I haven't, haven't thought about it. Uh, Nick Nick Broker, Broker. left tackle. Maybe Bloody. one of the three running backs, or maybe two of them. Don't know. Hard to say. Yep. Um, I, I Drummond. I mean, I would be surprised. I I think Drummond is actually a really good player. I think he's a little hurt right now. Um, receiver, but yep. But I think he's like a he's he's like a bigger Elijah Moore. Defensively, do you sit there and go, yeah, there's a definite pro on the team. Defensively. I really don't know because I don't know how someone like a Campbell projects at the pro level. I don't you know, think he does. If you told me, level. if you told me Mark Rob, Mark Robinson, you told me Mark Robinson who played yep. running back until this year, yep. showed out at the combine and got drafted late, I wouldn't be surprising. I mean, he's having an yep. amazing season for a yep. first year linebacker, um, and he, yep. you see that guy, he is huge. I, he is he's an impressive uh, player. Yep. Um, otherwise, you know, you, you have to wonder some of the young DBs, right? Cause they're, they're yeah. so new to the system, but they seem like they're going to be good players. Um, I but yeah, broker, I, broker corral parish, probably maybe another OL somewhere sprinkled in there. Younger guy. There's I don't not, know. There's not yeah, a lot. Those, are, those are pro guys. On the, uh, I mean, what about Con a lot of people say Snoop Connor. I don't, I don't know about that. I think he looks um, different game to game. 
I go up and down. I watch the Pats every week. Is it could he be Brandon Bolden or Ben Jarvis? Oh Green? yeah, I think pros probably. But, I think he probably could if he buys in. Yeah. But then again, he's supposedly not a good blocker, so that's probably going to kill him if it comes time to be in the kind of. Why doesn't Ely play in the slot? I think they'll probably try it. He got concussed against Bama. Didn't play against Arkansas. Of playing there though, you would. He only he played like that. twenty snaps against Tennessee. I want to say it's, it's either now or never for him to even be a viable option in the slot. That's, well, maybe he comes back next year. I don't know. I mean. Uh, I, I saw Plumlee making some blocking plays downfield. So I think he'll keep getting he'll yep. keep getting those reps. Um I think the weirdest, I mean, the weirdest thing I saw I was looking at the snap counts this morning is like Casey Kelly played like 80 snaps, I want to say. I remember him catching one ball. Yeah. I mean, the the tight end position has just not existed on this team. Um no, Chase Rogers is out. Mingo is H- out. Hudson we haven't talked Wolf about that. Ready. That was the tight end position. So not ready. Chase Rogers has actually converted, made some big catches to move the chains, but he's he's out now for at least a month of the same surgery that Mingo got. So yeah. I think honestly, if you told me they lost two out of three to LSU, AM, and Auburn. And then came back, and by the end of the year, and Starkville looked really, really good. And in the bowl game, because they get being the back, they get some other guys healthy. That I think is is believable. And it, like you said, yeah. nine and three in year two is is really good from a program building perspective. But if you're Kiffin, you got to go out and get like Jack Miller from OSU or whatever to try to keep the momentum yeah. going. I think you know, Kiffin into the off season. quarterback, but, but yeah, so. the rest of the roster is what's interesting to to compile around them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're, they're, they're beat up right now. They're an unhealthy team. I, I, I mean, I want to talk a little about this LSU team because I feel like we have no clue who's going to show up on Saturday, two thirty CBS for LSU. Um, really the question or a giant question is, does the news about Orgeron make them give up more on the season? They already had a lot of players injured, not really trying very hard. Or do they rally around him and try to win out for him? I mean, I, I think, think that's kind of what happened. Up, try to run the ball, and if they can run the ball effectively, they'll play, they'll be interested. And in they the really game. weren't they weren't able to do it all year until last week against Florida, where they had a running back set a school record. But yeah, they've been historically bad for an LSU team running the ball up until that game. So I, it's hard to know. Um, yeah. I do I do think at this point with this old Miss team you kind of need to put faith in Vegas. So they prove you wrong. They're right about the Bama game. They're right about yep. Arkansas. They're right about Tennessee. Uh, and now they have Ole Miss as a nine point favorite over LSU. So to me, that says a lot about one corrals health and two, how they view that LSU team and how it matches my, up. With uh, Ole Miss. My gut is they come out and play well at home on Saturday mm-hmm. and have a, um, they get a, they get a two thirty game, and they really have it. And they really, they play with confidence. They and they, my guts, they play well with confidence at home. Yeah, is my they, they, yeah. They've, they've come off. They found a way to win two games that a lot of team that a lot of Ole Miss teams. Well, lost, and I do think that lost. that Arkansas team, especially the one that came to Oxford, I think a team like that has a good chance of degrading over the course of the season, right? I think that yeah. team is is a better team than what we've seen from LSU so far. So, yeah, I, I think agree. the question is going to be if 
Ole Miss's offense can figure out a way to put a Band-Aid on, especially the pass catchers. And I trust they'll figure stuff out at practice, whether that's, you know, Pearson catching more, Parrish really in the slot, whatever. Um, maybe Braley can get healthy. Maybe hopefully Dontario, who seems to be less banged up than Braley because he played the whole game, can rest yep. up and be back to himself that we saw earlier in the season. If the office had figured stuff out, I want to say that the LSU offense just isn't able to keep up with the way they've scored at home. Yeah. Ole Miss this season at home, what, 60-plus against Tulane, 52 yeah, yeah. against if Arkansas. If Tiger Stadium, I'd look at this game differently. Yeah. But I think the well, one thing – one thing we've got to re-remember this year is home field matters with everybody in the stands. Yep. Um, and for all this, really, they've only – I mean, the good thing is they've got two of their four road games out of the way. Um, so you're down to – at Auburn, which Auburn Auburn's a terrible opponent for them. Yeah, I, I think that's a bad matchup. I was going to say, though, assuming that – Ole Miss wins, wins this 30. weekend. Auburn is idle. You're setting up a huge game, you know, at Auburn for both teams. Basically, yep. basically fighting for number two in the West with AM in the mix as well. Yeah. Um, and then AM at home plays plays into their hands. Vanderbilt. Actually, actually, no. It's it's just number two in the West outright because AM already lost to two West teams. Yep. In Arkansas and uh state, which is crazy. Legion, this is a weird season. <laughs> For Leach. I mean, he has wins over NC State, who beat Clemson, and AM, who beat Bama, and he lost to Memphis yeah. and LSU. It's bizarre. I, I mean, I guess that's the that's the Mike Leach experience, right? It is a Leach special. But yeah, so Auburn looking ahead to them, I think it's a bad matchup. I think playing at Auburn sucks. I think, I mean, already we saw the way the game but was. I don't think they're, I, I, they're good. They're not. They're good. They're not great. It's winnable, but it's going to require an effort. The Auburn will be favored, but Ole Miss mm-hmm. ought to be able to make it a competitive game. Yeah, and um, that's that's all you get. That's all they can hope for, right? Yep. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. Um, okay, LSU. I have no clue. I mean, what do you think about the move to uh, to Fire Orgeron? What's going on here? It's. Um, for Ole Miss fans, at some point, this pattern of behavior was going to show itself. Um, it's not really that shocking. It's kind of sad. It's kind of sad that he put that he really put it together for a seat, you know, for really two two three seasons. Then has this has this dream run and then falls off the wagon. Yeah, um, it's weird because it does seem like a different. A different pattern of behavior than maybe what undid him at all. I won the title, then he divorces his wife and goes on a well because at Ole Miss, it's not that he stopped trying, it's that he didn't know what to do. He didn't know how to do things the right way. He wasn't happened at LSU. Well, it almost sounds like at LSU he lost focus on what he was supposed to be doing, and he was he didn't know how to handle prosperity, which is to me is an or if he didn't know what to do. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. He doesn't he doesn't know how to win at the end of the day, right? Whether that means whether it meant at Ole Miss winning season over season, uh, yeah. or at all, or at LSU, it meant you know putting together multiple seasons. But here's here's something, John. You know, when it comes to this LSU coaching search, how many teams can say their last three head coaches have won national championships? Really? I think there's I think there's two. 
LSU. There's one more. I think so. Who the hell would that be? Not Oklahoma. One of their coaches is now lighting the world on fire down in Jacksonville. Ohio. Well, Ryan Day hadn't won a title. Yeah, yes. They won. National title? No. Yeah, they beat. Remember, they whooped Clemson. Yeah, those are the semis. No, no. They, they've won. They've won. They've won. With Ryan Day as the head coach? Yes, 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 yes. Hold on. I'll tell you the year. They had won a national title with Ryan Day. I think they have. Now you're making me question. Uh-oh. I'm pretty sure they yeah. have. Urban Meyer won one. Then Trussell, uh, well, Luke, Luke Fickle was the interim. Do you count that? Now we're getting technical. No, I was counting Ryan Day. You're saying Ryan Day, Urban Meyer, Luke Fickle. You forgot about the tra- you know, the interim, if you want to call him an interim. Ryan Day hasn't won one. It's only them because if it's because of Bama, you got to you go Shula and you go Shula and Dennis Erickson. Oh I, yeah, I guess I was thinking of the interim. I guess because I thought Day was uh, the Ryan, coach when Ryan they won. Day was a. Uh, so it was just LSU then. Just LSU. Because they went saving Miles Orgeron. Wait, so did Ohio State win in 2018? No. They was that the year Clemson won it. That was Clemson. when Deshaun won, right? Uh no, that was Lawrence's actual win when when Clemson right. went to uh they beat uh, they beat Tua in San Francisco. Or Levi's, whatever that Santa Clara, wherever that stadium is. Yeah, Levi's. Yep, you're right. That was uh, Lawrence. Okay. The, so. fo- the following year, Ohio State was they were they were pissed they weren't the one seed when LSU was, and blew a sixteen nothing lead against Clemson and Trevor Lawrence. Right. So I guess last year they last year they beat Clemson then lost to Alabama. I guess my point the point that uh, that LSU is like a sneaky contender for best job in the country is maybe even stronger because they're the only school that we can think of that can say their last three coaches have won national championships. Yep. So that that kind of goes back to what I was saying about how some of these jobs kind of recruit themselves, and all you have to do is be uh, a Louisiana produced many or more pros than anyone, and, yep. and that is school in the state. Yep, and you can exactly. Mississippi, you can recruit Houston out of there. I think I, I don't think Kiffin is necessarily on the short list for that job, but if they start getting turned down by some of these people they allegedly really want, Mel Tucker. Just wins nine or ten games and Kiffin goes to LSU. I, I don't I understand why he does it. I exactly. Don't, I don't blame him. I'm saying if you're Kiffin, that's one of the jobs you have to look at and say I mean Kiffin, it's gonna be hard Kiffin, not to win Kiffin, there. Let's say Kiffin gets hit by a bus right now, hypothetically. He's done a shit ton for Ole Miss football and for the school, just from a attention standpoint in the year. Well, no, year this goes now. this goes to another argument people have about yeah. if Kiffin's going to leave is now actually a better time because you could hire Levy. I don't know if Levy is really always cracked up to be, but is he a head coach? I don't know. I think if Kiffin left this year, he is the head coach I next year. Could, I think you'd go out and get a fairly proven head coach to come take the Ole Miss job. I mean, who? Who? Give me, a, give me, a, give me one name that people would be excited about. You could actually get that isn't a coordinator right now. Oh, 
and take a minute and do it. Let's go through all the go through the head coaches of Pac-12 schools of uh, yeah. So they're big Big 12 head coach. What about? I'd be excited if you could get that guy from Wake Forest, Clawson. I think he's a winner. I mean, you could probably. My gut says you could do better than that. I just have to sit here and lay out who it is. I don't know. I think. I think we're. I think if you lose Kiffin, you're going the coordinator route, and it's going to be Lebby this year, 100%. You're hiring Lebby this year. Which, okay. It's probably people not be, People will be too afraid of losing the Kiffin offense mojo. Would you go hire Dave Aranda from Baylor? If I would I would up? not. But I also don't have a lot of faith in the idea of defensive head coaches anyway. Yeah, that's true. I just don't, it doesn't seem like it's set up to work that way. There's somebody out there. I just have to sit here and think of who it is. I mean, is Aranda like there? There are defensive head coaches. Obviously, they're very successful. Nick Saban comes to mind, but I feel like in today's age, the one of the reasons Nick Saban is successful is because even though he's a defensive head coach, he can get any offensive recruit he wants, and he can hire whoever he wants for OC each year, right? Yeah. Whereas I don't think Dave Aranda has that luxury. <laughs> I don't think Dave Aranda is going to go out and pick the best quarterbacks and wide receivers from across the country necessarily, right? Yep. And I, I think it'll miss you have a serious problem when it comes to trying to build a program that way, because you're not going to be able to attract the type of coordinators that the bigger schools can to go with your head coach. Like, I think you need a head coach that's going to fill one of those roles essentially. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I think Aranda is a candidate at LSU. I think he's in the, the, the second tier with Billy Napier. Um, I think they want like crystal ball or Mel Tucker um, someone like that. I mean, I, they yeah. want Jimbo apparently, but that would be wild. I don't know. I would not, I, I would not hire Jimbo. Well, I, I wouldn't either, Jim but him and apparently him and the LSU AD have a history. Yeah. Yeah. The Red Sox are about to score. I see you looking up at your TV. Yeah. Hit a ball off the wall just now. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, so the weird, the wildest thing about the Jimbo situation is despite having a 75 or a hundred million dollar contract or whatever. Apparently there's no buyout. Did you know that? Yeah. There's no penalty which for is, leaving, which is insane. I mean, how does Ross Bjork, Bjork, how does Bjork get, Ross, let that I mean, happen? Ross Bjork, he's even a bigger cuck than I thought he was. He I mean, that's the money. dumbest thing I've ever heard from an AD perspective. Like how do you have a contract that big that doesn't protect you in he's, any way? He's incompetent. Complete, just, complete one way contract. Yeah. I mean, good grief. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the same time, it's almost as crazy as, you know, LSU paying or drawn his full buyout. I, I think of an established head coach that would, that I'd want. You can't think of one, right? Oh, I can't think. Part of it's the, you know, the landscape. There's not any. Yeah. Because, because even the blue bloods are struggling to, yeah. to find there's, proven commodities right now. There's a coaching shortage. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why if you're Ole Miss, I'd much rather you go with the up-and-coming coordinator than, like, yeah, like the, yeah, the leech-retread leech route, right? I mean, at least take a gamble that might pay off. But I don't know. I mean – Luke Fickle's not going to come to Ole Miss from Cincinnati. No, uh, no, no. He's, 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 he's positioned now. If he's going to make the playoff, it's going to be at Cincinnati where he's at right now. Yeah. Maybe P.J. Fleck. I'd rather see what Levy does. Yeah, at least you get some continuity, some continuity with Levy, right? Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, but again, I, I also don't want to sound like 
I think Kiffin has done well enough at Ole Miss that he's about to get hired by one of the jobs he wants over Ole Miss. I think it's a pretty short list. Florida, LSU, Alabama, UCLA, that type of job. Um, And he's not, he hasn't had that level of success yet, but like you were saying, let them miss on their first four or five people. And all of a sudden you're looking at Kiffin, Napier, Aranda, they're interviewing all of them. Right. And I mean, Kiffin is gonna let that type of, talk go around because first of all, he knows he's going to get him more money at Ole Miss if he doesn't get the job. Um, yep. And second of all, like we already talked about, I think he would do very well there and they would win a lot and they would win on the national level. So can't really blame him. Yep. Um, it's going to be one of those years. Uh, yeah, it should be, it should be a good coaching carousel though. It's, it's about to get weird. Yep. And we're only halfway through the season. So um, who's your biggest surprise in the sec this year um i'm not gonna say kentucky because i thought they had a chance to be pretty good yeah i think they're doing exactly what you would expect them to do maybe a little bit better right in the the top end of their range um a and m is bipolar i'm gonna gonna be weird here a and m's a disappointment a and M has already thrown away a year where they beat Alabama because they lost two other games. I mean, yep. explain that one. Um, LSU's not a surprise. Arkansas is a little better than I thought. I thought they would have beat Auburn this past week, but the schedule, I think they still come back. Auburn's probably st- – Auburn may be a smidge better than anticipated. Um, they were one score loss at Penn State. They won in Baton Rouge for the first time. I think forever. I think for a first year with a hire I didn't know was going to fit or work out, yeah. they're doing pretty well. Yeah, Bo Nix is he's done a decent job coaching. Yeah, Bo and a quarterback Nicks. that I don't think is good. Yeah, they've done pretty well. Um, yeah, a lot of people are doing about what you would expect. A and M definitely shocking. Florida is Florida a disappointment. Lo- Florida losing LSU disappointing. What? Mullen, it feels like Mullen has potential, but also gets in his own way once or twice a year. Well, it's interesting because Emory Jones, the type of quarterback that Mullen would have done really well with at state, but now that yeah. he's in, he's he's in this bigger job, and he had Kyle Trask. It almost feels yeah. like he's forgotten how to piece it together with lesser talent. Yeah, that's true. Tennessee's better than I thought they would be. They probably they're probably the yeah. most. Overrated. I think I think they exposed Ole Miss a little bit. I don't think Tennessee is that good. I was impressed by the way their defense played, and I think that's well, a testament to how they have. I think I, I think Tennessee is overachieved the most compared to where I thought they'd be. I think the way their Missouri, defense played is point two. Oh yeah, Missouri uh, is, is doesn't have a pulse. Um, one run. Oh yeah, it's gonna be two. Or they hold oh, you're, them. you're ahead of me. Yeah, it's like only it. one run. No, it's only one run, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, and only was still one out. This isn't good. I mean, Astros starting pitching was always going to be the problem in the series, and I think it's going to be there. Yeah, they're undoing. Um, okay, yeah, I think you're dead on about A and M, and I think if you're an A and M fan, you have to question why in year four. It's year four, right? Yep. Why is this roster still have so many holes in it? Like, why is there not a quarterback on the roster? Is the kid well, that got hurt even going to be – was he going to be that? I don't know. Yeah, did the quarterback transition go – was that was that tougher than anticipated? I think that's the question around that. But isn't – I mean, I, I think the reality of it is that 
Jimbo runs an old offense that is has not kept up with the times. And I think that's yep. ultimately their problem and will be their problem for his entire tenure unless he, you know, goes the Saban route and remakes his entire offensive identity, which maybe he will. He has the yep. money. He has the money to hire coordinators like Saban does. Yeah. Um, okay, we can look real quick uh, at the lines for this week and just see in the SEC who we like here. Okay. Run through this pretty quickly. Oh, they got Corral on their Heisman Trophy odds on Vegas Insider. Okay. All right. Going down the list. This is, is this, let's see, is this week any good in the SEC? Let's see. Can you pause the recording for a minute? Let's see. Sorry. Hold on. I can. Here we go. Thanks. All right. Well, we're back. John had to step away while he was gone. Altuve booted a double play ball, and then Schwarber hit a grand slam. So, uh, yeah, uh, yep. 6-0, absolutely ridiculous. That How is- many grand slams are you guys going to give up in the first two innings of this, uh, of this series? At least three, right? We're setting some records. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Three well, grand slams in a single series, and we played, uh, what is this, 20 innings? Yep, 2.2 so, two games, not even. That's impressive. Yeah, well, when your all-star, you know, second baseman can't handle like a routine double play ball, that's but what happens next, right? That's baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought Dom, I thought the trash cans were for the offense, not the defense. But well, anyway, yeah. In this case, I think Cora it must a be a Jedi mind trick somehow. Well, I think that's yeah. I mean, you're telling me Cora Cora's no. not getting these pitches tipped into him to get these grand slams. Well, um, any, anyway. Yeah. I looked at the SEC games for this week while you were gone, and they're all horrible anyway. So I think that's about there's there's no Ole Miss is up game. ten on DraftKings as I sit here and look. Yeah, and I think that's the closest line uh, of of the yeah. entire week for the SEC. So not a good. Apparently, Washington State's firing their head coach and staffers that won't that aren't getting vaccinated. Oh um, yeah, I saw that. They're, so they're three point dogs to BYU. I wonder if that line moves. Um, state minus 21 at Vanderbilt. Um, Vandy showed some competitive life last week. Um, they did. But this feels like a game that Leach goes and throws, runs up a bunch of points on it just to make everybody feel good. Um, we'll see. I don't know. That team is, is Alabama minus 25 hosting Tennessee. Feels like lay them and lay them and win. Yeah, I mean, Alabama – or, sorry, Tennessee's quarterback broke his ankle in the fourth quarter by all accounts, so I think their season's – Oh, that's they're probably, probably going to probably gonna fold jump. up the tent at this point. But they almost yeah. – I mean, they tried. They almost beat Ole Miss. A&M minus 21 hosting South Carolina. I want to say the Aggies cover that, but yeah, – I don't know. Not, I don't know. I don't really have any faith in A&M one way or the other. This is not a great slate this week. Yeah, you know, which it makes sense. I guess that's how Ole Miss ends up. You know, on CBS at 2.30. Ole Miss LSU is the best game. Yeah. It's the only only competitive game, you would think, on paper. Yeah, just general nationally. Oregon, UCLA, like, the Pac-12 does nothing for anybody. We don't have every every game on DraftKings here. We just look at the schedule. 
Well, I got to go eat dinner and mourn the Astros postseason hopes, John. This is just, this oh, is just, this is just this, pathetic. This isn't over, but this is – it does feel like, though, the Red Sox, everyone you know, get, have these years where they get on these runs. Yeah, I mean, I would say I don't know how the Astros come back from this. just a, a psychic, cosmic type of – Well, you're trailing and you got Dusty Baker. I mean, it's been his postseason ghost. They must be poisoning the, the environment. So. I just I can't get over you know any would have ended one zero if Altuve didn't boot that ball, but you didn't see that either. So you'll see a later. I don't know about that Red Sox name it up anyway. Uh, we'll see. Baseball. I guess we'll do this. Uh, maybe we'll do a we'll do we'll some see. kind of here soon. Yeah, yeah. Right. We'll we'll see what we feel like. But hey, at least we got the check. Maybe, maybe in point. Liberty game. Maybe we'll have a Hugh Freeze memberberry episode. That would be great. That actually be... be entertaining just to go back and rethink how that all played out. That whole the whole freeze. I feel like there are still questions, but some have answered as well. But that that's a good occasion. And then also, you know, check in after five and one. Maybe, you know, we'll check in. It'll be 10 and two at some point. We'll see. We'll see. We'll Not see. to be too optimistic. I think it. no matter what, it's, you know, it's, it's a good season. A, there's not great team. If Corral can stay healthy, it's a thin line. I think they got a path to 10 and two or a reasonable shot at it. But – I think the biggest win for this team would be finding a way to win enough games for Corral to win the Heisman in New York. That would be a pretty awesome yep. um, for him who deserve it. It'd be a big win for Kiffin. So get invited. If you get the guy invited, I think, I think he'll get, I think he'll get invited at this point. Honestly, he would have to be really Let's bad the that. second half. He yeah, has one yeah. interception so far. So hopefully that's a trend and not an average. Yeah. He's played enough teams to where we feel like you have a, I don't understand where that's at. So. All right. Well, it's been good talking to you, John. I will um, see you soon, buddy. Um, and uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. Have a great week. And uh, let's be the see you this weekend. Howdy, Toddy. Let's go. know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.